Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Josh Davis filling in for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and privilege to get to be with you for the next few minutes. Last week, I shared a devotional thought from Genesis chapter 1, speaking on God is great and God is good. These two truths that run parallel through Scripture, like two train tracks running side by side, and how we see that God is great. God is mighty. God is strong. God is powerful. God has all knowledge, all wisdom all ability, and yet God is good. He is holy. He is just. He is righteous. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants to have a close relationship with us. He is great, and He is good. But sin creeps in and causes us to doubt one or both of those realities. And we see that in the early pages of Scripture as well. And so this negative truth, we could call it, really causes us to stop and think. Has sin caused me to doubt the greatness of God? Has sin caused me to doubt the goodness of God? Ask yourself those questions. Look and see in Genesis chapter 3 how this can very easily and subtly creep into our thinking. Genesis 3.1 tells us, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field in which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now what do we see the serpent doing here? Of course, this is the devil whispering in the ear of Eve at this point, has God said? He's bringing into question the Word of God and ultimately bringing into question the motive of God. Is God good by telling you this, by limiting what you can do, what you can experience in this life? The woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, unfortunately, Eve here misquotes what God had said. God didn't mention anything about touching it. She's adding to the word of God at this point. And she isn't taking God's word as seriously as she needs to. And that begins to be a fatal flaw in all of us. When we don't take God's word as seriously as we ought to, Satan knows he can creep in and begin to distort and to twist and to mangle the personality of God in our minds and in our hearts. The serpent said unto the woman in verse 4, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. This half-truth 
from the devil deceives Eve into thinking that God isn't really good. He doesn't have your best interest at heart. He's just trying to hold you back from experiencing all that there is to experience in this life. Dear friend, Satan uses the same tactic today. He's been using it for thousands of years because it is effective. The appeal of sin, the appeal of the world is that you if you don't get caught up in this lifestyle, if you don't enjoy the pleasure in sin for a season, then you are really missing out. In fact, people today have invented a new term. It's called fear of missing out, FOMO. You may hear somebody talk about FOMO sometime. They're saying uh, that's the fear of missing out. And there is this fear that I'm going to miss out on something if I'm not involved in everything that the world and that world system is involved in. The devil plays on that with Eve here in this Genesis chapter 3 to cause her to doubt the goodness of God, that God had Eve's best interest in heart when he told Adam and Eve not to eat of this particular tree. He warned them about that. And yet God gave them a good gift of free will. And we're going to see how they exercise that gift in just a couple of verses. In Genesis 3, verse 6, the woman saw that the tree was good for food. She looks at it with her eyes. It was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. She's thinking about this. She's pondering this sin. She's wondering, what will it taste like? It looks like it would taste so good. Man, that looks like it'll be delicious. Why would God not want us to enjoy something that looks like it tastes so delicious? Doesn't their world do the same thing? Why does God not want you to have any fun? The world tells us. And sin says God doesn't want you to experience the true freedom that you can find in this world. Dear friends, it is totally the opposite, as Adam and Eve learn. She did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them were both open. That doesn't that sound like a positive thing? Their eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Their innocency is stripped away, is totally gone. Now they feel, feel shame. They feel guilt. For the first time, they feel embarrassment for the first time. They feel conviction of sin for the very first time in human history. Oh, what they thought was going to be the gateway to pleasure was really the gateway to guilt and shame and regret. They cannot go back. They cannot undo what has been done in this sin. And dear friend, that is the grave lie and the grave penalty for our sin, we cannot go back and undo it. Once it's done, it's done. But there can be forgiveness. And I praise God for that. That God is still good. Even when we are sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we were enemies with God, Christ died for us. They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. 
And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now, God didn't need to know. Adam, where are you? I'm looking for you. I can't find you. What have you done? No, that's not it. You see the goodness of God right here. It's the goodness of God that leadeth us to repentance, the Bible tells us. He is calling to Adam, calling Adam back to himself. Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Fear comes along with guilt and with sin. Don't forget that. He said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? How hast thou eaten of the tree where I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? The man said, the blame game, here it comes. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me gave it me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? The woman said, Here's the blame game. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly shalt thou go. The dust thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Even here, God is good because he's promising a redeemer. The first messianic promise in all the pages of Scripture come on the hills of the great fall that plunged us into sin. Thank God that he is great and he is good. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.